I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. Hi there, I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about personal boundaries. And we're going to be talking about how we can teach other people how to treat us properly. Because a lot of times people don't know how you expect to be treated unless you set a boundary for unless yourself. Unless you let them know. Right. And you don't know what kind of relationships they have with other people, right. but all you can control is the relationship that they have with, with you. Them. Right. And so letting people know how you're going to be treated and how you're going to let them treat you is really important because if there isn't respect in a relationship, there's certainly not going to be any love. No. As they, and there have to be good boundaries in close relationships. So today we're going to be talking about that and Margaret has some really good ideas for you guys and it's really important that you understand this if you're going to have a healthy relationship. Right. First of all, what's a boundary that therapists like to talk about all the time? A boundary is where I end and you begin. Right about here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay? That would be a literal personal boundary. Um, and you'd be amazed, there are people uh, who don't have much sense of that at all, of where I begin and, and where I end and someone else begins. We are separate individuals. Yeah. Um, and it's important to understand that. Um, boundaries are kind of like the boundaries around states, you know. There's always the Florida-Georgia line. There is a line, mm -hmm. right? There's also a singing group, right? I don't know, is there? Yes, the Florida-Georgia line. They must have had that in mind. Um, and we learn about boundaries like we learn about everything else. We learn them at home. Mm -hmm. And if everybody takes everybody else's stuff and nobody thinks twice about it, and if people sleep wherever they happen to end up and nobody has personal space in the, in the sleeping area, and so forth and so on, you see families who have no boundaries. Yeah. And you see families who have good boundaries. It's kind of like the enmeshed and the over-togetherness that we talk about. Yeah. Um, if a family has healthy boundaries, then everybody has their own personal space, their own personal identity, and the parents certainly have a boundary between them and the kids, and so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. And parents absolutely have to have boundaries between themselves and the kids, so there'd be no adult-child differentiation. And we've all seen families where there isn't much. And God help us in adolescence because everybody becomes an adolescent, mm -hmm. right? Um, physical boundaries. When we teach children about personal boundaries, what we do is we have them stand up, extend their arms as far as they can, and turn all the way around. Yeah. And then we tell them that the space within the spread of their arms is their personal space and that no one has a right to violate that except a parent or a doctor without their permission. That's right. Okay? Now for adults, often we think about a three-foot limit. I haven't extended my arms and turned around lately, <laughs> but most people begin to feel a little bit uncomfortable if someone, especially someone they don't know, 
violates their three-foot limit. Like a car salesman, for example. I can remember telling one one time to step back. It was in my face. <laughs> telling me I could only buy the car today in the next ten minutes. So you don't want that. Yep. Um, Trying to provoke that anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, there are people like that who make you very uncomfortable. It's kind of like, get out of my space. Yeah. And that's boundarylessness. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, the neighbor you avoid, because you know you're going to be two hours and know more about her than you never, ever, ever wanted to, or that you wouldn't even tell other people. You know, your clergyman, your doctor, you're going to know stuff that they don't know. Yeah. There are people out there who want to tell you everything. Setting boundaries with people. People, even your partners, can't intuit where your boundaries are. And we all have different ones, and oftentimes in a relationship we find each other stepping on each other's boundaries, not because we meant to, but because we didn't know they were there. Mm -hmm. Now, I grew up with a friend, and he is a pretty easygoing guy, but if he has food, don't ask him for some. And over the years, he has... Are you sure your friend's not a dog? <laughs> no, no, but, you know, he's, he's kind of friendly and wags his tail, but... Um, but uh, Particularly with cookies. So if you're anywhere with him, I remember being at the beach with him one time, and he bought some, some of those packaged cookies, Mrs. Field or whoever made them. And he said, now I'm buying three cookies. I will buy you one if you want, but do not ask for any of mine. Okay, I get it. All right? Now, he grew up in a big family and probably lost his cookies to his older brother. Mm -hmm. um, so we all have different kinds of things that are boundaries for us. And I think particularly if we grew up in a, in a large family with small space, boundary survival was not easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so setting healthy boundaries isn't always easy. Um, but it is very necessary, because you can go through life angry if you don't set the boundaries that you need to set. Um, and I've seen people go through that. You deserve to have your boundaries respected. It takes some self-esteem to be able to clarify with someone where your boundaries are. And I could tell you some terrible examples of people I've worked with, particularly people who have an abuse history, whose boundaries were violated repeatedly. Sometimes they have a very difficult time setting boundaries in adulthood. Partly because if you came from a really abusive family and you said no to somebody, you could have been killed or hurt or, you know, thrown through the window or many other terrible things. And these are the folks who unfortunately turn, often turn out to be what we call doormats um, because they're too frightened to set boundaries. But it's important to learn how to do it. And People don't do it because they're afraid the other person will get angry or hurt or upset or be, you know, yelling and screaming at them. Um, but anytime you set a boundary with somebody that's healthy and reasonable, that comes under the, the concept of emotional muscle building. It's a healthy thing to do. Yeah. Okay? Um, and you can't assume that your partner can assume, can intuit what your boundaries are. Some examples. Um, I thought this was a good one. I need you to know that I love you and have every intention of our working through whatever issues come up. I am not, however, okay with your becoming verbally abusive when you get angry. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about how upset you are that I ran into my old boyfriend, we can do that, 
but only if you don't verbally attack me. Sure. Now that's a great example of very healthy muscle, muscle building, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and that will probably work because it was straight and reasonable and yeah. I think it would be hard for anybody to get mad about. Um, and some other examples. Um, I love you but I'm not willing to call in sick for you when you have been drinking. Now that's a very reasonable boundary, isn't it? Yeah. And it's set in a way that's not going to get anybody too upset. Another one, if you put your clothes in the hamper by 10 a.m. on Saturday, I'll be happy to wash them for you. But don't surprise me at night and tell me you need it the next day, was the part that wasn't on there. Mm -hmm. um, don't read my journal. I feel violated my, with my privacy when you read my journal. Mm -hmm. And you can certainly understand where all that's coming from. Sure. What about your cell phone? We've talked about that before. I'm sure that some people feel violated if someone else looks at their cell phone. Absolutely. And it goes on all of the time, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you want to have that kind of relationship with your partner, sure. that's fine as long as you're both on the same page. But if you don't, yeah. Um, and you're going to be very upset when somebody looks at it. You need to make that clear. And again, it comes down to communication. Yeah. You've got to let people know the crazy things that make you crazy. Um, it's very important to make I statements. And you hear it a lot of the time in therapy circles. I statements are, are very important. In other words, I can say to Craig, you did this, this, or this. Or I can say to him, it makes me upset when you don't pick up your socks for three weeks. Okay? And he might still get a little grumpy about it, but you never know. Yeah. But at least you can try to be somewhat diplomatic. Um, I get upset when you do XYZ. I would appreciate it if you would do XYZ. Or it makes me feel loved and respected when you bring me candy and flowers. Mm -hmm. Alright? So it doesn't have to be be difficult, but in some cases it is very difficult, and I have known people who cannot do it to save themselves. And if you don't set boundaries, then people assume it's okay to walk into your space, take your stuff, um, tell you what you think, not respect your opinions. It, it sure. makes all kinds of problems. And for some of you guys, it may be very difficult to set a boundary, Absolutely. depending upon the relationship that you had with your caregivers That's right. and what they did to you or didn't right. do. And parents can be very intrusive, um, demanding to know what you're thinking, why you're behaving this way, telling you exactly what you're going to do, um, and all kinds of things like that. So if your boundaries were not respected when you were a kid, um, then that can be a very touchy subject for you. Yeah. Or if they didn't intervene when your older sibling beat you up. Um, and the, you hear a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, and then you see that people have no boundaries when they're adults and it's not hard to understand. Sure. Um, boundaries are especially important in romantic relationships where you share just about everything. You know, daily space, food, each other's intimate spaces and sexual spaces. So you really have to be clear on what's acceptable and what isn't, okay? Mm -hmm. But I don't think most boundary violations are on purpose unless somebody's trying to intimidate somebody. But it's simply because we don't know yeah. um, or we haven't been told. And they can't read your mind. You've no. got to remember that. No. And that can be a problem in romantic relationships because there are people who come to those with the fantasy 
that their partner, their fantasy person that they look forward to meeting all of their lives, is going to meet their every need and essentially be able to read their mind. Sure. And I'll say to people, well, does your husband know that? Oh, yes, he knows. Did you tell him? Well, no, he just knows. Uh, no, he doesn't. And you need to straighten it out with him. Yeah. Or, you know, she knows. Or she should be able to anticipate my needs. It's only for a brief period when we're very little that mother can anticipate our needs. And that's it. It doesn't happen after that. Um, there are personal boundaries and there are family boundaries. One of the things you find with abusive, dysfunctional families is that they have a rigid boundary between themselves and the outside world because they don't want anyone to find out what's going on inside. So kids don't bring other kids home. There may be fighting, screaming, drinking, drug use, all kinds of terrible things. Sure. Yeah. And what you find with a lot of those families is there's this huge rigid boundary around them, but inside there are no boundaries at all. I remember when I did home visit social work, going into families where there were no doors, um, no bedrooms that were private space for anybody, and there was absolutely no privacy at all. And I got into a psychiatrist once, got into a fight with a psychiatrist once at a meeting, and there was a man who was talking um, about his life, and it was being shared with the staff so that everybody could think about it. And he said he came from a family that had no doors, and you had no privacy whatsoever. And the psychiatrist said, Pseudologia Fantastica. In other words, these are crazy words. He's making them up. We should, you know, pay no attention. And I couldn't handle it, so I said, I have been in homes making home visits where this is the case. And I said, and when it's the, the, the case, it's not Pseudologia Fantastica. It's Tipia Icebergia. And if I recall, he never spoke to me after that. <laughs> I, on account of everyone laughed. But I, I couldn't sit through that. It does happen to people. And people who grow up in families like that often have no boundaries as adults and have to be helped, okay? Sure. To establish some reasonable boundaries. Um, and the most egregious boundary violations are physical and especially sexual abuse, where people's most basic privacy and sense of self, and where I start and you end, um, has been violated. And that can be a real problem way into adulthood if that has happened. Um, then there's the concept of codependent, and that's a word that kind of gets tossed around. And in our last presentation, the concept kind of came up. There are codependent people, and what that really means is that they're so enmeshed and fused and boundaryless with their partner that they have no sense of self. And I'll give you a very simple example. I once had a client, and I, I don't remember her name, but I remember that her boyfriend's name was Richard. So if I said to her, hello, Ellen, how are you today? She would say, Richard is fine. And I would have to stop and go back and say, no, you and Richard are two different people. I'm glad he's doing well, but I asked how you were. So people can sort of lose and submerge their identity into another person. Wow. And that seems fairly extreme. It does. Well, it's also unfortunately common to the point where now um, I was recently talking with someone who was attending Alcoholics Anonymous that oftentimes now they have what they call a codependence group 
for the people who are in partnership with the alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Because these people have often lost their entire identity, try to take care of this person and rescue this person, and have to be helped back to a saner place where they're not going to put up with the kind of behavior they have been. Okay? Yeah. So it is extreme, but it is unfortunately common. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Uh, yeah, Richard is fine. Um, I once had a client come in and as I was doing the intake, I realized that her mother and her boyfriend were talking to each other every day to decide what to do about her. I had an absolute Margaret fit. Um, I mean, talk about a boundary violation. Neither one of them was respecting any boundary, selfhood, or decision making for her. Mm -hmm. So we put a fast stop to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Craig and I worked with a case where a man we were working with was very, very upset one day because his mother emailed his girlfriend and said, you need to get away from my son. You never have been able to work it out, so why don't you just get out of her life? Mm -hmm. What kind of an intrusion is that? I Massive. mean, that's outrageous. Massive. Yeah. Caused a lot of problems in that relationship. Yes, it certainly did. And that's one of the places where you see the most boundary violations. When you work with adults, you see boundary violations from couples, families, where there are grandparents who are intruding all over the place and not respecting their decision-making, their parenting decisions, etc., etc. It can look like a nice, happy family, but no soap. Okay? Um, so there are many, many intergenerational boundary issues. Uh, recently ran into a, a person whose mother was still telling her who she could date, and she's 35. Um, and what time to come in, I might add. And then there were little kids who have no boundaries. And I remember learning this long before I darkened the door of a school of social work. I did child welfare work, and we would have to go to court around custody for children if they had to be temporarily removed from their families. And when you went and you waited in the court, little kids from other cases would come over and climb in your lap and say, can I go home with you? Mm. Which was very sad to bear, I want to tell you. But these poor little kids were so desperate for any kind of human contact that looked friendly, I guess, um, they would absolutely go to anyone to seek what they were looking for and had no boundary between themselves, whoever they were with, their family, etc. Wow. So it can set in very early. Um, and you'd see, you see kids coming into foster care who are like that. They have no boundaries at all because they don't come from any. Yeah. Um, and they'll intrude, they'll walk into places where they're not wanted, they'll butt into conversations and not understand that that's not okay. Yeah. Um, and I read while I was researching for this, and I never thought of this before, that loud music can be a bad boundary violation. <laughs> yes, it really can. Yeah, I was sitting at a red light it. yesterday with a boundary violation next to me. <laughs> um, now, there are some boundaryless people who are very likable, and some of them kind of appear, appear to be well-functioning adults. And I can think of a woman I worked with one time, and she was kind of like the close talker, but any time you had a conversation with her, it was kind of intimate, and it was just sort of between you and me, and then it, it didn't involve anybody else. And she'd somehow say, well, I haven't told anybody else this, but I'm telling you. And I remember thinking, after a while, she's likable, and she seems to function okay, but she has no boundaries. And then she got into trouble with having no boundaries with another adult who worked in the same facility.
Mm. So I rest my case. I said she didn't have any boundaries. Um, <laughs> now, the last person you ever, ever, ever want to tell a secret to is a boundaryless person because, Craig, have I told you about our mutual friend so-and-so and look, listen to what happened, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And no one else knows that. <laughs> All right. So boundaries are very healthy things. Always, if you feel like someone is violating your boundaries, it's really important to speak up. And if you can't, if you have trouble, certainly you can contact us, talk with someone about it. Absolutely. Right? But don't put up with abuse of, or disrespect of any kind ever. And one of the things that you can consider and think about after watching this video is maybe go through and watch again and look at the different examples that we gave. And then afterwards, think, what are some ways that you may have violated a partner's boundaries? And, and we never mean to do it. Right? Well, sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. Uh, maybe you could look at how you violated your partner's boundaries, yeah. and you could look at how somebody in your previous relationship, be it this ex or somebody else, right. uh, violated your boundaries and what it felt like. Write it down. Do a little exercise and yeah. think about it. That way you're going to be more you know, aware of it, and you don't do the same thing to another person. And you'll be surprised at what you learn. And I remember where particularly where I came from, there were a lot of three-decker homes and you'd have three generations in a family living on the various floors and those could be absolute boundary horrors because all you had to do was go up a flight or down a flight, you know. <laughs> let me go make a mess of this floor. Yeah. Uh, or let me go <laughs> right, see, I'm out of here. Let I'm me going go see what decision they're going to make about their child that I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. And it's none of my business, but I'm going to tell them anyway. It sounds you exhausting. Know. Yes, it is exhausting. So, my thoughts on boundaries. There's a lot to think about there, yes, it's and it's important, big issue. Yeah. important that you understand it um, and consider it because they're a big part of relationships, and if somebody has violated your boundaries or you've done it with them, you're invading their space, they're invading yours, and that can get tricky yes, and start to make each other yes. not want to be around each other. Because you have to respect everyone else's boundaries as they have to respect yours. Absolutely. And if you don't do it, again, it's an invitation for them to continue. That was a really intense video because I think it's kind of overwhelming to conceptualize and imagine all the different types of ways your boundaries could be Absolutely. violated. And inter you're talking about intergenerational. Intergenerational? Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot there. Yep. There's more. And let us know if it's helpful, if it isn't, if there's a topic you want us to talk more about, because we can certainly do that. Absolutely. We appreciate your feedback. Absolutely. All right. So if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, Skype coaching, and if you got to get with me right away, emergency Skype coaching. You could also sign up for a Skype coaching with Margaret as well. That would be very nice. I would like to speak with you. So that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. Hi, I'm Coach Margaret a relationship coach and a psychotherapist with 35 years experience. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. If you would like professional help with your situation, please contact us at askcraig.net.